from the Mercy One Studio. John Leonetti in the Morning is underwritten by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling, Bell Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International. We now present our daily Mass from the EWTN Radio Chapel in Birmingham, Alabama. You guys got me? All right, here we go. John Lee Nettie in the morning right here in Iowa Catholic Radio. Sorry about that, friends. Having a little trouble connecting here. Uh, Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life of the Diocese of Des Moines, coming up here very soon. At 7.15 today, we've got Bishop William Johnson, Bishop of the Diocese of Des Moines, right here. We're going to talk about uh, how you can help parishes and schools during this pandemic. Gene uh, Wells coming up. Help us a straight talk and review her 10 o'clock show this morning. And at 7.45 today, Scott Weeman is going to be on, the founder and executive director of the Catholic in Recovery, an associate marriage and family therapist and author of The 12 Steps and the Sacraments. So we'll have Scott Weeman on coming up here very soon. All right, trying to get things in order here. Having a little trouble with my microphone this morning, friends. Sorry about that. Let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to Almighty God. God, our Father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus and the Church, pray for us. Amen. All right, let's get to Adam's story. Director, or I'm sorry, let's go to uh, Mark Amadeo, News and Sports. News and Sports with Mark Amadeo. When your microphone cutting in and out, it uh, throws the whole thing for a loop. That's the one thing you need. <laughs> That sounds like operator air to me. Man, my goodness. <laughs> Good morning, John. How you doing on this Tuesday? Well, I think it's all plugged in now and ready to go. Well, good. Well, good. I see, I see you're going to have the bishop on later on this half hour. Uh, obviously, with the governor's announcement yesterday that uh, uh, churches uh, may resume uh, their, uh, uh, you know, religious gatherings. Uh, interesting how bishop's going to, uh, respond to that as far as having people gather back in the in the churches uh, daily and on Sundays. We'll see how that goes. Now, now was that in Polk County and Dallas County as well, or was that just for the seventy seven others? 
No, that was all. That was statewide, but uh, they still got to abide by the CDC guidelines and uh, practice social distancing. So basically, ten people in the church, and one of them is going to be the priest. So if they do that, I, I don't know. But I'll be interested to see how the churches respond. Not only the uh, Catholic Church, but the other denominations. John, that'll be uh, uh, interesting uh, to hear how that transpires between now and this weekend. Well, I'll ask them. Yeah, there. I, I figured you would. I knew. I know you're writing it down as we speak. <laughs> hey, uh, pre- uh, today might not be a good day to be outdoors. They're saying severe weather we could see here with uh, uh, a lot of wind and, and uh, warm weather, humidity. That stuff that you're missing out on, you know, all winter we're used to, you know, travel down to Florida and California and you know Arizona and let us know about it. Sure. Well, that's that's here now. That's here. Yeah, this is this is what uh, Iowa weather is like. I'm getting a feel for it uh, for the first time in the last ten years. I'll bet. All right. Well, I'll let you uh, adjust your microphone, so to speak, and we'll get right to it this morning uh, from the uh, WHO-TV Channel 13 Weather Desk. And meteorologist Megan Selwa currently in Des Moines at the Mercy One Studios. Mostly cloudy skies. We do have rain moving in from the uh, west uh, right now, like Perry Guthrie Center, heading towards the Des Moines area. 57 degrees right now. South winds at 11 miles per hour. Today we'll see scattered showers and thunderstorms. It'll be windy with a high of 75 degrees. Southwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour throughout the day. Now, there is a chance of severe weather, so keep your eye in the sky with all this weather instability. Uh, this afternoon, we could see large hail damaging winds and isolated tornadoes in uh, parts of Iowa, especially central to uh, southeast Iowa, uh, anywhere from 3 to 6 this afternoon. But we'll also see a chance of that this morning. Well, tonight we'll see mostly cloudy skies. A few showers are possible, and it will be windy. Overnight low of 49 degrees. The winds will switch out of the southwest to the northwest at 20 to 30 miles per hour overnight. Then tomorrow, partly cloudy, windy, a high of 65 degrees for your Wednesday. Thursday, partly cloudy and a high of 70 degrees. Friday, more of the same, partly cloudy and dry and a high of 75 degrees. Well, in the news on this Tuesday morning, well, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will allow many businesses in 77 Iowa counties to reopen this Friday, uh, May 1st, and church services may resume in the entire state this weekend. Now, Governor Reynolds is lifting the limits on spiritual and religious gatherings. Churches should follow CDC guidelines and practice social distancing. Restaurants, bars, fitness centers, and retail businesses in 77 Iowa counties that Reynolds orders closed last month may reopen this Friday, but at a 50% of normal operating capacity. The governor said her decision to allow businesses' activity uh, to resume in 77 of Iowa's 99 counties is based on reported virus activity in those counties over the last two weeks. In other news, the Iowa legislative leaders announced uh, yesterday that the 2020 Iowa legislative session will remain suspended through May 15th. Today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print, and once again, all Iowa high school Spring sports have been canceled. A decision about Iowa's two summer high school sports, that's baseball and softball, that'll be made by the end of May. Once again, at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, currently we have 57 degrees under cloudy skies, rain moving in from the west right now with south winds at 11 miles per hour. And today, keep an eye on the sky as we'll have a lot of instability in the air. We'll see scattered showers and thunderstorms. Some could be severe. High of 75 degrees, and it'll be windy today with southwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio. News, weather, and sports on your Tuesday morning. John Leonetti show coming up. Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports. 
Our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities is sponsored in part by Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, Kemen, and Mercy Medical Center. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. We are accident-free. Lots of construction to keep an eye out for if you are out and about today. Thanks to Builder Ken Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Ken has a transparent team strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who will execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, John. All right, let's talk about Mass on Sunday, friends. That You know, I I, uh, I don't know about you, but it's been a different ball game in the Leonetti household of not being able to go. But we've, won, we've been trying to keep some kind of semblance or tr- some kind of um, tradition, if you will, going. And, and for us, it's putting the computer right in the middle of the family room, and it's uh, sitting there and, and streaming it online. And I don't know what it looks like in your home. Yeah, um, you know, we've had – we've streamed a lot of masses. We haven't, we haven't streamed every mass. Uh, and I know some families that are choosing not to watch mass on TV. Others are, you know, incorporating their own devotional practices, uh, while they watch mass. So, you know, there's a lot of different ways of, of engaging this situation. And, uh, I think a lot of different ways of entering more deeply into prayer, uh, in the context of our home. And I think that that's the fundamental thing uh, for all of our families, is how do we enter into deeper prayer uh, as a domestic church, as uh, individuals in our home? I mean, for us, you know, I, I've even come across some families that said, you know, they're not streaming Mass at all. Um, they want to feel a little bit of that hurt. And, of course, there's no obligation to. It's not uh, the obligation right now has been lifted. So it's it's not like you have to stream or not. But for us, we, we want to keep that pattern going. Um, you know, we want to keep our kids connected in that sort of way and, and uh, continue uh, down that path. And, and you know, in, in kind of a, a cool way, it's been a great teaching tool for me and my kids to be able to kind of show them a little more up close what's actually happening. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think it is an important point that families are, are kind of entering into this situation in different ways. You know, one family that I was speaking to, uh, they said that after the readings before the homily, they'll pause uh, the broadcast and they'll talk about the readings as a family before they uh, listen to the, to the homily. And so there's a lot of, you know, different opportunities or different ways to do things. I think the most fundamental piece is to remind families that it's it's not just about watching prayer that's happening at your parish, but anything that we do ought to be drawing us into our deeper prayer life in the context of the domestic church. So it's not just watching something that's happening someplace else. It's what practices, what habits, what devotions can we cultivate that draw us into prayer in our own homes, in our own domestic churches where we know that Christ dwells and Christ is with us. 
Yeah, that's where it's at right now. Adam Story, Director of Marriage and Family Life for the Diocese of Des Moines. Things still uh, sort of on pause around the diocese, I know. But, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully in the coming months, we'll get things picked up again. And I know your office will continue to do what you guys do. And that is help marriages and families all across uh, the Diocese of Des Moines. Keep up the good work, brother. Hey, amen. Thanks, John. All right, coming up, Bishop Jones, and right after this, friends, Bishop of the Diocese of Des Moines, we're going to talk about helping parishes and schools during this pandemic. I've got a lot of questions here for him, especially with the governor uh, lifting uh, the mandate for church services. Um, and see, I, I just thought that was for the 77 counties. I didn't realize that that was for uh, all churches statewide. So we'll talk to him about maybe a plan or what he's thinking right after this. Don't go anywhere. John Lee, in the morning right here on this Tuesday, April 28th. Thanks for being a part of the show. And thank you to Five Sons Naturescapes Landscape and Design for underwriting the show. When planting a landscape, they're passionate about providing natural solutions, creating a lush and full landscape for customers to enjoy for many, many years. Passion for a beautiful-looking landscape is what drives this company. Honesty and integrity always comes first. 493-1060, fivesonsnaturescapes.com. That's fivesonsnaturescapes.com. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Thank you, Blessment International, for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Everyone lives their life 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. How we use that time directly affects if our life will leave a significant impact or not. Each year, Blessman International leads Central Iowans on a 12-day, all-inclusive experience sharing the heart of Christ with children in South Africa. Teams are forming to do something significant in an African child's life. Learn more at blessmaninternational.org. That's blessmaninternational.org. Is it time for a new roof? Then it could be time for you to get to know Bell Construction. Bell Construction is a roofing company entering its 30th year of business. They specialize in residential re-roofs, like commercial jobs, and have the experience to meet all of your roofing needs with personal service. With Bell Construction, the owner will come to your home or place of business in person to inspect and ensure the quality of work that you deserve. They pride themselves in working with you on a personal basis and making sure you are satisfied. Bell Construction, 515-963-4494. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo. And I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. Their number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. Thank you, Confluence Brewing Company, for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo and for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Father Ricardo is featured daily at 11 a.m. Monday through Friday. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake, confluencebrewing.com. Howdy, folks. This is Jimmy Aiken from Catholic Answers Live, and it's very important that you support your local radio station because it's only your local Catholic radio station that makes it possible for you to hear wonderful programming like Catholic Answers Live and all of the other great EWTN shows. So please help them out right now and be generous. You can give securely online at iowacatholicradio.com, the Iowa Catholic Radio app, or call 515-223-1150.
Pope Francis today praying that Christians would respond to the lifting of lockdown restrictions with prudence and obedience. As he, as he celebrated Mass, speaking from the chapel, uh, his chapel there, he said, quote, at this time when indications have been given to exit out of quarantine, we pray the Lord will grant to his people, all of us, the grace of prudence and obedience to these indications so that the pandemic does not return. Thanks for joining me today, friends, here on this Tuesday. Coming up in the second half hour, uh, we've got Scott Weeman on. He's the founder and executive director of Catholic Catholics in Recovery and associate marriage and family therapist as well and author of 12 Steps in the Sacraments. He's going to be talking about some of the difficulties that people with addictions may be facing right now during this pandemic. So at 745, we'll have him on for you and maybe for a family member that needs to hear it as well. Let's get to our big guests of the day, Bishop of the Diocese of Des Moines. Bishop Johnson back on the show. Good morning, Bishop. Good morning, John. Good morning, John. And it strikes me that your uh, next guest is going to be very appropriate for the concluding of the month of April when our Holy Father asked us to pray, in particular for persons uh, experiencing addictions and things. So I think that uh, kind of the spirit connection there that you've made by lifting that up. So beautiful. So good to be with you again this morning. Yeah. Good to have you on here, Bishop. And, and uh, you know, I, I want to talk about, you know, the, the COVID relief fund and, and you know, many of the parishes that are kind of feeling the the struggle right now in a, in a real way. Uh, but I know with uh, Governor Reynolds yesterday lifting restrictions for church services, many people are wondering, and I said that I would ask you, uh, what is your thinking right now for the Diocese of Des Moines? Uh, we're thinking as uh, the Holy Father commends prudence to us that, uh, you know, just as we know, the governor has retained all sorts of restrictions of that, that 10 limit on uh, all sorts of social gatherings and things. So uh, I think we're looking at an incremental approach, resuming incrementally. Uh, I think we could see uh, likely, uh, you know, the opportunity for daily Eucharist uh, periodically and things like that. I don't think we're going to hit full bore this weekend with just saying all masses are back to as they were back on uh, March 15th. And so I think that's you know, more to come on that. We're going to be communicating with the pastors today. The bishops of Iowa are uh, conferring as well at midday. So there's more to come. But uh, I think, you know, we we want to really, you know, look at it. We are not out of the woods. Uh, Polk and Dallas County certainly have a high incidence uh, still. And I think, you know, with all regard for our people. So I think, you know, the, the measures and plans that uh, we can to, to protect our people, but also to afford them that opportunity for access to the sacraments. So I, I wouldn't look for that desire to be met uh, this weekend, but I think uh, very shortly thereafter we can look at some kind of incremental uh, re- reestablishment of, of the sacraments uh, you know, yeah. that way. So without all the uh, kind of surrounding things that uh, we, people tend to associate with being together, no coffee and donuts or anything like that. I mean, she's even saying, you know, no wedding receptions or funeral luncheons or anything like that. So I think we, we have to take this very seriously. You know, I think it's sometimes our most vulnerable people uh, who are the ones who are maybe most disposed to, to be present for the Eucharist. And so I think there's a, uh, you know, a real, you know, fraternal care and charity. We want to be good Samaritans to each other, looking after each other, sometimes not so much by what we do, but what we don't do. And so I think that's, you know, the, the onus is on us to, to take all the right protective measures, but I think for people as well to be discerning and, and say, it's not only about me and my desire, but, uh, how am I loving my neighbor as well? Yeah, well, we trust you. I think everything you said there is exactly right, and we take those precautions and be prudent, and uh, we follow along. But the the ache, Bishop, and I was I was talking to my wife about this a couple of days ago. The ache is real, and and there's something, at least for me, 
spiritually and personally. There's something beautiful about that. I've I've never experienced that before. That that hunger for the Eucharist. Never in my life have I had that that hunger mm-hmm. like this you know, to get back to mass to to you know wave to the usher that that otherwise you know I wouldn't wave to and and you know walk in and see <laughs> my priest. It's just there's something so strange and beautiful about it. Yeah. So I think you, I think you're pointing out that it is there. Our desire for communion with Jesus, obviously, but our communion with the Church—you know—that that, that these are these are the whole grain, if you will, of our of our appetite and desires to be in communion with each other. And I think that's where, you know, just as those disciples on the road to Emmaus, we heard about—you know—they were together, but when Jesus is in their midst, uh, suddenly there's something more, and it's not even just where two or three are gathered, but that the whole mystical body is gathered. And I think that's yeah. So now, you know, we've we've uh, refined and we've become even more uh, attentive to. The spiritual promptings of our hearts that sometimes we can satiate and try and uh, fill with other things and they just don't deliver you know there's nothing but jesus you know that's going to do it for us well speaking of gathering together when we gather together we are able to uh, not just show our support for one another and pray with each other but we're also able to support our parishes and and schools and uh, to do that in a very real way with our financial resources uh, which is very important which keeps the lights on and and um the the, the things continue to keep going um the, there are parishes that are really feeling that right now that strain you know a month and a half ago there were projections there was worries or were fears of, of what could happen a month and a half later, and here we are, and here we sit, where parishes are really starting to make and having to make some of those very difficult decisions. Um, are, are you in talks, I'm sure, communication with your priests on a regular basis and, and parishes, and uh, what are they feeling right now? You know, I think some parishes are in more acute situations than others. I think, you know, in terms of maybe how the the customs and practices where people are supporting either with electronic or other kinds of giving and, and things like that. I want to I want to commend the people of, of the diocese in general. I mean, when uh, you look at the overall level of support, the people in very you know uncertain times, they are still coming forward. And you know, I think if we were to look at the diocese as a whole, uh, the tithing is down probably twenty percent. You know, and I had the occasion to to visit with Bishop Pates about a separate matter. Bishop Emeritus Pates last Saturday, and we all know he's apostolic administrator in Joliet, and I think he, he's indicated that they were probably down upwards of 50%. And so I think, you know, uh, God bless the people of the Des Moines Diocese. But the, the fact is that even that gap and, and you know, we're trying to avail ourselves of the, the government uh, opportunities that are there, the payroll protection plan and everything else. So, so those are things, you know, in the short term, but I, I still think, you know, the human need is real. And there are those who are not eligible for some of those things. And so, uh, you know, we have to take them in mind and, and our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so we recall on Divine Mercy Sunday, you know, that Acts 2 was the first reading. You know, we think of the gospel of uh, Thomas and the Lord. But that Acts 2, where the community, you know, reached out, that early Christian community to each other according to his or her need. And so this is, this is a place where, you know, we can realize that spirit, if you will, kind of looking at the members of the household of faith and this COVID-19 relief fund sponsored through the, the Diocese of Des Moines, you know, kind of our, our people there and pretty much in partnership with uh, Catholic Charities who does so much already. And this is another opportunity for them to, to meet individual needs uh, of persons, you know, on those kind of life essentials, utilities, rent, transportation, other things. But then also, you know, people who might be acutely aware of parishes. And so they can designate that. They can, you know, it's not... Uh, it's not being too uh, parochial, if you will, except in the best sense. 
that, uh, you know, we can, we can take care of those close to us, you know. I mean, uh, you know, even, you know, the, the, you know, the apostles commend that to us. Paul says, you know, you, to get, you know, for a cup of water to someone who belongs to Christ. So I think this is a, one of the ways we translate that into to the support that we can give. So there's really those two, two main lines of, of opportunities within the COVID-19 Relief Fund. Uh, for individuals who are somehow, you know, falling short on their own particular life needs, the money doesn't go right into their hand, but is channeled into, you know, to respond to to those to whom, you know, they're they're beholden. And that the second one is for the parishes that are particularly uh, uh, in in more uh, challenging straits right now. So, is it an application process? Is it operates kind of as a grant? How does that work for maybe a family or families? And then there can be those who can kind of advocate on their behalf and things. You know, sure. that if there's someone in need, uh, and we're aware of it, we can call Catholic Charities at five one five two three seven five zero seven eight. That's five one five two three seven five zero seven eight, and bring that forward. So, yeah, there's a there's a simple. Grant application process alike into what we did with the flood relief last year for our, our friends in southwest Iowa with Missouri River and all that was going on there. So, so again, there's there's some kind of you know uh, kind of a affirmation that this is a, a genuine valid need that this person has for this specific purpose. And so there's you know there's there's oversight without trying to establish a whole bureaucratic uh, tangle that, that people have to negotiate because that you know that. That uh, drains hope in itself when people feel like, you know, they're getting caught up in some kind of system. So I think this is a, a pretty uh, straightforward and uh, rough and ready way to, to, to reach out to people in, in, a, in a beautiful way. So it's uh, electronically that those who'd like to give DM Diocese, D-I-O-C-E-S-E, dmdiocese.org backslash giving. So very, you know, you hit the website, it'll be very apparent with a couple of clicks and, and you can you can identify those needs or specify them, if you will, uh, on the parish level. The individuals, you know, that would be working through the Catholic Charities uh, staff and things. Mm-hmm. I want to especially uh, challenge, friends, those of you that may still be getting paid uh, during this time, may still be collecting a paycheck of some sort, uh, $100, maybe $200 that you're able to give. I know, again, that, that sometimes can be frightening and, and the fear is real, uh, even if your job is kind of iffy right now. Uh, but if you do have that security, and I know there's many that are listening that do, um, it, can you give a little bit more? If you are kind of in those difficult situations right now and maybe you have a little bit extra, $10 or $20, all that still piles up, friends. I mean, those those $10 and $20 gifts piles up and you're able to give to people with real needs that are facing maybe not the kind of pantry that you have or the refrigerator that you have right now. Um, so, again, the struggle's real. But the, the good news is, is that I, I, I see hope. I see light at the end of the tunnel here. Again, we're going to slowly make our way out of this and be very prudent and cautious and all of that. And, and you're putting those steps in place. But the nice thing I got yesterday, at least, Bishop, is there's there's some light. Amen. Amen. And, uh, you know, we were long for this coming, but, but, you know, the clouds of the COVID are still around, but, you know, we are persons of faith, but, uh, we, we use our reason as much as we can. And so we respect the, the scientific and medical personnel, what they're saying, you know, that, uh, you know, it's, it's our love for each other and for our own life that God has given us and stewarding that in, in the best way possible. So, and, but to, to be fed ultimately with the bread of life, that's, <laughs> that's what we're meant for. So to, to feast with him. So thank you for, this opportunity, yeah, I think, like you said, there are people that have not been as so sorely affected, and uh, and yeah, even maybe still there's some tentative things, but an opportunity for us to step out in faith in a kind of 
beautiful, symbolic, and sacramental way. And, uh, you know, the Lord is, is going to be aware of that. And, and, uh, and the community, can, we can always be there for each other. So, uh, you know, I think some people receive some government money that maybe they weren't looking for, didn't necessarily need, you know, and this kind of shows up in their in their account electronically or otherwise. And, hey, is that something that, uh, you know, what the Lord has placed at your foot, feet, you know, that the, uh, could be something that could be distributed, at least some portion of that. So just prayerfully asking people to consider that. And, uh, again, I am so grateful for how they've already been uh, supporting uh, the parishes and even the diocese throughout all of this. And, and I think... Uh, a pretty robust way, but we know we're not where we were a couple months ago on all this. And, you know, we're looking, we're in this for the long haul and, and, and our ministries and way of being present to people. John, before I know you're going to cut me off here in a moment, but I just, I, you know, you've had my brother Tom on your show. Uh, I want to give Tom and Jen, uh, his wife, uh, uh, their shout out today on their 20th wedding anniversary. So, you know, if oh, I can give them that, you know, <laughs> yeah, we talk about taking care of the homies here, but uh, yeah, blessings on Tom and Jen for keep. Keep it going, Happy guys. Beautiful job. That's right. They're, they're a great couple. Happy anniversary, Tom. That's awesome. Um, Bishop, would you um, would you give us your blessing this morning? On this uh, day the Lord has given us, may we continue to walk with him in all things. May the blessing of God be on all who listen, all whom we bear in our hearts, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go in peace, glorifying the Lord by our lives. Amen. org backslash giving, friends. Again, org backslash giving. If you can give to that COVID-19 relief fund, that will go a long way to be able to help our parishes and families and individuals here in the Diocese of Des Moines. Bishop, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for your time. Thanks, John. Peace. Take care. All right. All right. That's Bishop William Johnson, everyone. And I, I've just been really struck of how accessible he's been uh, to Iowa Catholic Radio and uh, and especially right here in the diocese. I've been, we've been paying attention. I thought his homily on Sunday was his best one yet, by the way. I mean, it was awesome. Uh, so, I, you know, I've been listening, been paying attention, friends. He's he's certainly been out there, and uh, it's it's good to see his face, at least. It's comforting that the, uh, many of the things that the Diocese of Des Moines are doing to keep him, but all of our priests, and, and, and that are streaming masses and staying to the forefront. So uh, it's been, a, 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 as I said before, it's been a difficult time, but strangely blessed. And I do see a lot of light at the end of the tunnel now. Again, prudently, slowly walking, uh, but I, I, I hope we can continue to follow that light, which is... Christ Jesus. Coming up in the second half hour, Scott Weeman is going to be on Friends. He's founder and executive director of Catholics in Recovery, an associate marriage and family therapist. And he's going to talk today about the difficulties that many people with addictions may be facing during this pandemic and, and how we can support them in their recovery as well. So uh, we'll talk to Scott Weeman coming up in the second half hour. If you know someone or uh, someone that, that is struggling or going through this, or maybe you yourself, I really want you to to do your best to be able to maybe usher them to the radio and, uh, and help them here. We're going to give some real help here today uh, in the short time that we have, but to be able to hopefully plug some people in to the right resources that need it. So we'll have Scott on coming up in the second half hour. We'll have Gene Wells at 740 today in the second half hour. Don't go anywhere, friends. John Lee in the morning right here on this Tuesday, April 28th. We'll be right back. Thank you to Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling for underwriting the show. Golden Rule, yes, quality, and I'm talking the customer service. The thing that is probably the best uh, best thing for me that I like is they just send you a simple text right before they're going to show up. Hey, we're going to be there in 20 minutes. We're going to be there in 30 minutes, and guess what? They show up, and then a follow-up text right afterwards asking if there's anything else that we needed. It's as simple as that. GoldenRulePHC.com, 20 years in business. Thank you 
for underwriting the show. That's goldenrulephc.com. Father Andrew, now with today's Gospel and Reflection. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The crowd said to Jesus, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to Jesus, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. The Gospel of the Lord. As the bread of life discourse continues, Jesus reiterates the need to exercise faith because whether it's the manna of the Old Testament or his flesh, it all comes from God. Unlike the manna that nourished the desert dwellers merely physically, the Eucharist provides both physical and spiritual nourishment. The sacramental bread is certainly of heavenly origin because as Jesus promises, with it we'll never hunger and it sustains us until the next life. Hi, this is Father John Ricardo, and I want to thank Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory for underwriting Christ is the Answer. Losing a loved one, as we know, is never easy, and it can leave you feeling lost and even hopeless at times. But Caldwell Parish helps ease that burden by sincerely caring both about your loss and about your faith. Caldwell Parish Funeral Home and Crematory is Des Moines' only Catholic-owned and operated funeral home. The number is 515-276-0551 or online at caldwellparish.com. At Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling, we try to give you all options and information that would affect the comfort of your home. Do you have an AC that is over 10 years old? Did you have trouble with your AC last year? Chances are high that your system is using an old style of refrigerant that's no longer made. So to go along with our regular $99 Gold Club membership, we're offering you a free leak search. So don't get caught hot and let Golden Rule make sure you are ready for summer. Go to GoldenRulePhD.com. Golden Rule Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Thanks for joining me today, friends. John Lee Eddie, the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Here in the second half hour, friends, we're going to talk with Scott Weeman, is a founder and executor of director of Catholics in Recovery, an associate marriage and family therapist. And he's the author of 12 Steps and the Sacraments. We're going to talk about today the difficulties that many people, especially Catholics, uh, right now are facing with addictions um, during this pandemic and, and how we can support them in their recovery as well. So we're going to give some real, uh, some real help today, the best we can to those that might be struggling or those that might be uh, taking care of those who, who are struggling too. So make sure to stick around for it. Jean Wells also hosts a straight talk and a preview her 10 o'clock show. All right, let's get to it. Deacon Tony Valdez, let's offer our day to almighty God. God, our father, we offer you our day. We offer you all our thoughts, words, joys, and sufferings in union with the heart of Jesus. Holy Spirit, be our guide and strength today, so that we may witness to your love. Mary, Mother of Jesus in the Church, pray for us. Amen. Amen. Let's go to Mark Amadeo with your news and sports. News and sports with Mark Amadeo. Bishop did a great job, didn't he? He certainly did. Uh, a lot of clarity there. And in spite of who was interviewing him, he did a great job. I, I, I appreciate <laughs> that. Oh, you did okay, I guess, John. Yeah, in your own way. That's right. 
I try, but I'll tell you, you know, like we said, again, uh, I'll repeat it as I continually saying, prudently walking slowly and, and taking all the, the necessary precautions. But there is a little bit of light there right at the end of the tunnel that we're starting to see now. Yeah, there, there certainly is. And uh, we've, we've just got to maintain our what we've been doing. Nothing's really changed. And as uh, Bishop mentioned, uh, uh, two of the bigger counties that have been uh, not reopened, that's Polk and Dallas County, along with uh, Jasper County here in central Iowa and Marshall County. Those four counties have not been reopened, so we're back to, uh, you know, practicing those CDC guidelines, you know, six feet apart, groups of 10 or less, and strongly, and I urge this, folks, if you're out and about, strongly encourage you to wear face masks, not only for you, but also for, for others. So that'll be kind of our way of life. And I'm up to about three of them right now, John. So I kind of rotate them in and out every day if I have to. Well, when I am out, because I am out every day. Oh, well, I got a Iowa State Cyclone face mask just for you. It just so happens. So I will add to that collection <laughs> for you, Mark. I'll have it mailed. Oh, thank goodness we do radio and not uh, TV. I appreciate that. So I would never know which one you have on. But I'll make sure I'll, I'll send a few cycl- uh, cyclones. Uh, I'll, I'll send a few Hawkeye and Notre Dame masks your way, John, uh, once uh, once I get uh, my shipment. I'll put the Hawkeye one on my dog. That, that'll that be about it. <laughs> hey, I forgot to talk to you about this yesterday. Did you see uh, the Hawkeye, one of the Hawkeye quarterbacks is now your Minnesota Vikings uh, yeah. going to be vying for the backup job. How about that? Seventh huh? round. What do you think of that, Seventh Mr. round. Stanley uh, is a Minnesota Viking. Well, listen, I, I uh, yeah. loved Chad Greenway. I mean, look at what he did for the Minnesota Vikings. Sure. I mean, he was a big-time Hawk. Sure. So, hey, he might be able mm-hmm. to win me over. We'll see. Uh, I'm just curious about that. I didn't, I didn't hear you bring that up yesterday. I know Monday is kind of a packed show, but uh, I kind of want to throw it your way. Oh, by the way, five uh, what five Hawkeyes got drafted in Iowa State. Uh, I didn't see any out there. A lot of free agent looking, contracts, though, but none drafted. That, that's tough. Looking for a couple years now. Maybe Brock Purdy will get uh, get there. Not next year. He's not leaving. We'll, uh, we'll keep him one more year after that. <laughs> Breaking news from John Leonetti. He's not leaving. Yeah. Well, you better hope he doesn't leave. He's a good guy, and a good and a tremendous quarterback. So I like that guy. No All right. Yeah, nice job with uh, with Bishop Johnson. Kind of the clarity, you know. Not a whole lot's going to change. Uh, we're we're going to have mass online. And uh, I like your comments. Yeah, we've done that too. We pause during the middle of mass, and it's not to discuss what just happened in the readings. It's, uh, Dad, I, I have to go to the bathroom. And we'll right. Let that right. happen. So. <laughs> That's that's the norm around here as well. <laughs> Indeed. All right. Let's get right to it this morning from the WHO TV Channel 13 Weather Desk. Meteorologist Megan Selwa, currently at the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines. Cloudy skies, 57 degrees, a south wind at 11 miles per hour. We do have rain moving near the greater Des Moines area out of the uh, the Perry and Guthrie Center area heading this way. And we're going to see uh, scattered showers and thunderstorms throughout the day, windy conditions, and severe weather on the horizon, especially if you're east of Interstate 35 and south of I-80. They can see severe weather with a lot of instability with uh, high winds, large hail damaging winds throughout uh, the afternoon. So be mindful of that. Again, today's high in central Iowa, 75 degrees. It'll be windy with southwest winds 20 to 30 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly cloudy, a few showers possible, and it will remain windy, but switching to the northwest at 20 to 30 miles per hour and an overnight low of 49 degrees. Tomorrow, partly cloudy, windy, and a high of 65 for your Wednesday. And Thursday and Friday, looking pretty good. Partly cloudy and dry both days, highs in the lower 70s. Well, in the news on this uh, Tuesday morning, 
Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds will allow many businesses in 77 Iowa counties to reopen this Friday, May 1st, and church services may resume in the entire state this weekend. Now, Governor Reynolds is lifting the limits on spiritual and religious gatherings. Churches should follow CDC guidelines and practice social distancing. Uh, restaurants, bars, fitness centers, and retail businesses in 77 Iowa counties that, it, that Reynolds ordered to close last month may reopen on Friday, but at a 50% of normal operating capacity. Now, the governor said her decision to allow business activity to resume in 77 of Iowa's 99 counties is based on the reported virus activity in those counties over the past two weeks. Now, in other news, uh, also announced yesterday, Iowa legislative leaders uh, said that the 2020 Iowa legislative session will remain suspended through May 15th. Well, today's sports report is brought to you by Big Red Q Quick Print. And once again, all Iowa high school sports Spring sports have been canceled, and a decision about Iowa's two summer high school sports, baseball and softball, will be made by the end of May. Once again, from the Mercy One Studios in Des Moines, we have cloudy skies, rain moving in from the western suburbs, 57 degrees right now with a south wind at 11 miles per hour, and today will be the day to keep an eye on the sky. We'll see scattered showers and thunderstorms throughout the day, windy conditions, a high of 75 degrees, southwest winds at 20 to 30 miles per hour. Uh, with the instability in the weather, uh, we could see large hail, damaging winds, and isolated tornadoes uh, east of I-35 and south of I-80 throughout the afternoon. And this has been your Iowa Catholic Radio News, Weather, and Sports on your Tuesday morning John Leonetti Show. Coming up, Jimmy Olson, and he has your morning traffic report. I'm Mark Amadeo. Iowa Catholic Radio News and Sports, our year-round coverage of Dowling Catholic High School sports and activities, is sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic and the Catholic Tuition Organization. Thank you for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, 88.5 FM, 94.5 FM, and streaming at iowacatholicradio.com. Traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Still accident-free and, again, lots of construction, so uh, be on the lookout for road closures and reduced lanes if you're out and about today. Thanks to Builder Kent Construction for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Builder Kent has a transparent team, strengthened by a group of dedicated employees who execute your project professionally and efficiently online at bdconstruct.com. That's traffic on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thank you, Jimmy. Let's go to your saint of the day. This is your Saint of the Day on Iowa Catholic Radio. Today's saint knew a comfortable life in Europe, but was not. That was not what God had planned for him. St. Peter Chanel today was a Marinus priest from France who deeply desired to be a missionary. Uh, after years spent working in his community in France, he was given the chance to travel to the Pacific to preach the gospel in northwest Fiji. Initially, Peter and his fellow brothers were welcomed. And Peter undertook the difficult task of learning the native language. However, when it became clear that the mission of the priest was to gain converts, the situation darkened. The son of the local king asked to be baptized, and this enraged the ruler. So he had Peter and his brothers killed. Peter was clubbed to death. He was the first martyr in the region of Oceania and is now the patron of that area. Within two years of Peter's death, the original island where Peter landed was 100% Catholic, though. And it has remained so to this day. We ask St. Peter Chanel to pray for us. Amen.
And a thank you to Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, for underwriting our saint of the day, a family man that knows just how important wills and estate planning is. And by the way, many people are uh, planning their their wills and uh, doing their wills and estate planning right now that they have that time to do it. 224-1776, that is 515-224-1776. Let's go to Gene Wells, host of Straight Talk here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, John. When are you going to start traveling again? Uh, that's that's the million dollar question. We'll see. I, you know, maybe maybe June, July, maybe August. I don't know. We'll see in the coming months. Well, Mary Sue and I are having withdrawal. We're not getting to do our morning show. You know, fix. You know, a couple times a month. So. Well, you'll you'll get it. We'll get back to it. I promise you. Okay. In, 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 in due time. <laughs> what do we got coming up on your show? Hey, I have Monsignor Chido joining me today. And we're going to be talking about uh, the Amazon Synod, and, and you're thinking, what? I thought that was all, like, old news. Well, you know, it kind of went on the back burner with this whole COVID-19 thing. But as I was preparing um, and reviewing, I read um, Pope Francis's apostolic exhortation on the Amazonian Synod, and, and it struck me, yes, it's in South America. Yes, it's a whole continent away. It really doesn't apply to me. Yeah, that's what we might have said about the coronavirus, too. And look how quickly that spread. Okay. Coming so, up this morning, we, uh, 10 o'clock. We are not, we are not worlds world. apart. We are really all just neighbors, and we need to pay attention to each other. 10 o'clock in the morning, 10 o'clock in the evening. You can listen to all the podcasts of Gene Wells and Straight Talk on iowacatholicradio.com. Talk to you soon, Gene. God bless. All right. Scott Weeman coming up right after this. Friends, founder and executive director of Catholics in Recovery. We're going to talk about the difficulties that people with addictions may be facing right now during this pandemic. Scott Weeman right after this. Don't go anywhere, friends. John Lee and Eddie in the morning right here on Iowa Catholic Radio. And a thank you to Dean Bell for underwriting the show. Uh, Big Dean, 963-4494 of Bell Construction, meeting all the roofing needs of those right here in central Iowa and been doing it for the last 30 years. 963-4494. Your diocesan minute is right now. This is your news for the Diocese of Des Moines for Tuesday, April 28th. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. Bishop Johnson has launched the COVID-19 Relief Fund, a Catholic response to the COVID-19 crisis in the Diocese of Des Moines. This fund will address the most pressing needs in our faith community caused by the novel coronavirus. Contributions may be designated to directly support individuals and families in need through Catholic charities or in an area of immediate need in our faith community, which may include our Catholic parishes and schools and their efforts to remain operational for individuals and families in this crisis. Learn more at dmdiocese.org giving. Join the Diocese of Des Moines for an online series, Faith Superheroes, Encountering Christ in Your Domestic Church. Join us for one or all of this five-part faith formation series hosted on Zoom that explores how to thrive in the midst of physical distancing while growing in our faith as communities of love. To learn more about this online opportunity, visit dmdiocese.org slash coronavirus, and you'll find it under Resources for Families. If you've got questions, contact Adam at 237-5056. That's 237-5056. Be sure to check out the Diocese of Des Moines Facebook page to watch Bishop Johnson's private Wednesday Mass. On Fridays, you can tune into our Facebook page to watch Father John Bertagli, Rector of the Cathedral, celebrating his private Mass. That's your news for the Diocese of Des Moines. I'm Kelly Mesher-Collins. You can enjoy positive and inspiring music to help you through your day on the Iowa Catholic Radio app at iowacatholicradio.com. 
Need an experienced attorney for legal matters? I know a guy. Stephen C. Reed, attorney at law, is a proud supporter of Iowa Catholic Radio. Steve is a longtime resident of Iowa and is licensed to practice in all Iowa state and federal courts. He has years of experience in real estate law, wills, conservatorships, trusts, and estate planning. Steve's law office phone number is 515-224-1776. That's 515-224-1776. Support for programming of Catholic Women Now partially provided by Farm Bureau agent Cindy Schulte. Cindy Schulte on the web at cindyschulte.com, 515-226-2111. Cindy and her team know health insurance. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Be Not Afraid is provided by Dream Dirt Farm Real Estate and Auction. Dream Dirt's online equipment auction, Farm Bid, is an online auction house for farm machinery. We take your equipment photos and information and create listings for our customers to make it as easy as possible to get started selling machinery online. And each item is advertised individually to get the most exposure. Bidding happens 24-7 at bid.dreamdirt.com. Dream Dirt Farm and Equipment Auction Services. Farm auctions done right. No man is an we can be found. No man is an you Thank you, friends. Thank you also to Blessman International for underwriting the show, blessmaninternational.org, and all the incredible work that they continue to do. And I do mean continue to do. And, and it's a lot difficult, more difficult right now during these times. But they're doing everything they can to be able to help those families there in Limpopo, South Africa. BlessmanInternational.org. Thank you again for underwriting the show. Let's go to my next guest of the day as a founder and executive director of Catholic in Recovery, an associate marriage and family therapist and author of The 12 Steps and the Sacraments, The Catholic Journey Through Recovery. Scott Weeman joins me. Hi, Scott. Hey, good morning. I'm really grateful to be here. Good morning to you, my friend. Um, I, I just want to get right to it because I, I think there are real struggles, obviously, that families are going through. And sometimes we don't think about the struggles that individuals are going through when it comes to addictions, uh, alcohol, maybe drug addictions right now, and many people not having what and who they would otherwise lean on in different groups to be able to go to. But how prevalent is this uh, struggle right now? Yeah, so, um, you know, an important thing to, to keep in mind as we're all kind of isolated in many ways is that people who are typically going to recovery groups or finding fellowship as a means for kind of the medicine for their addictions don't have those same kind of pl- things in place at the moment. So there's many people who are you know, being primarily, I would say, untreated in many ways. Now, you know, we got to be concerned and at the same time um, be aware of what other resources can be available. How can people stay connected, um, you know, while we're in quarantine, while we're all you know, fighting this and taking on a new normal. How can they find um, that that kind of support? I mean, I, there's got we got to get creative here because they, they need the support, they need the community, they need the people holding them accountable. What are ways that you're finding them doing that? Yeah, no doubt. So, and, and myself as a recovering addict and alcoholic myself, I've you know been in, I'm kind of in this lane as well. And so, you know, people who if, if one is connect, connected to a group already, connected to a fellowship, a recovery fellowship, whether that's a um, a Christian one or otherwise, uh, they're probably in a pretty good place. At least at that meeting, if the people that they know have converted some of their meeting resources online, many are using Zoom or other video conferencing platforms to stay connected. And um, and so those are options available too. Now, if someone is new to recovery, it might be a little bit more challenging to find those groups or those resources. I would suggest that a Google, you know, a Google search can certainly make that happen. 
finding a local group that meets so that when we get back into contact with each other can be helpful so that there's somewhere to go to once our meetings are back in person. Um, and Catholic in Recovery, the organization which I founded and run now, um, we have uh, virtual meetings every day of the week, Monday through Saturday, which I'd like to invite your viewers to check out um, on our website, catholicinrecovery.com. And those groups are available for individuals impacted by addiction themselves, family members, loved ones impacted by addiction, and others and specific to some nuanced different types of, of addiction. Yeah, I, we can talk about those who are, are struggling, the addicts themselves, and we should. But also, I, I want to focus a little bit on the family members and those that are living with them right now uh, and are seeing this up close. Uh, what, what do you have to say to them? Yeah, you know, it's, it's always, you know, a challenge. Um, being a family member, seeing someone you love um, who's kind of falling down the, the hole of an addiction. And, you know, addiction doesn't, it can't, always, it can't be rationalized in many ways. I mean, we need a spiritual solution. And so, um, yeah, for those family members who are living with someone who's actively, you know, hasn't made it to recover yet, um, their lives are already unmanageable and insane in many ways. But, um, you know, there's some things that they can do to, to maintain healthy, healthy boundaries in the home, um, at least, you know, maintain their own um, degree of, of um, decency and, and, and integrity. And so, you know, I think keeping the same boundaries that one had previously now, recognizing that some people might be in the house more often, and so whatever one a family member needs to do to find some space to make sure that they are spiritually fit themselves, uniting in prayer with other family members, keeping some kind of normal routine, and that all really depends too on, on who is you know the, the family members who's impacted. If it's a parent, then the the house of the child can be really challenging. So clinging to some kind of routines can be very helpful, um, and as finding finding recovery meetings for yourself and connecting with other people who have been through the darkness of a family addiction can be very helpful and, and find freedom from that, even if your loved one doesn't, doesn't get sober immediately. And I know you have uh, the book, The Twelve Steps in the Sacraments, A Catholic Journey Through Recovery. That's a beautiful thing about our faith, um, is that it, it touches down in those spots that we need healing the most. And, and man, what better medicine than the sacraments? Yeah, no doubt. And, and we need to claim that, too, as part of our, you know, kind of the solution of recovery to addiction. You know, it's the spiritual solution really rooted in seeking God's will for us and, and, and following that on a regular basis, ridding ourselves of self-centeredness, which is so much at the, at the, at the center of addiction, and, and trying to connect with other people and, you know, level our pride to, um, yes, to seek the one who has all power. That one is God. And, um, and and what, what a better way to do that through the sacraments. Now, granted, we've got to be a little creative at, at this time, too, you know, through the sacraments, whereas we may not have the, our daily bread that we might receive that might nourish us and sustain us in many ways. But we can still be sacramentally um, available for other people and, and seek leaders, people who mentor us, who, um, who provide, a, you know, a similar type of, of spiritual food. And the spiritual food that Jesus offers um, is, is plentiful and, and is there for us, and we just need to look for it and find it. That's it, man. Uh, give your website again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, com. And they've got, as we said, different resources up there to be able to help you and uh, some real tools to be able to get you and your families uh, through this right now. com. Scott Weeman. Scott, thanks for coming on and all you continue to do your, for your fellow uh, brothers and sisters. It's my pleasure today. Have a great day.
All right, that's Scott Weeman, everyone. Again, catholicinrecovery.com. Awesome resource there. Thanks for tuning in today, friends. Boy, that show really flew by today with Bishop Johnson at the beginning uh, and really just offering a, a, a very clear and a prudent, uh, I, I think, take and, uh, and helping us through. We follow his lead, and I know I do, and I know many other Catholics are as well during this time. So we'll keep moving towards that light. Again, that's the theme of the show today, light at the end of the tunnel. Deacon Tony, would you give us your blessing? Heavenly Father, protector of all who hope in you, bless your people, keep them safe, defend them, prepare them, that free from sin and safe from the enemy, they may persevere always in your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Friends, I am John Lanetti. Be confident in Christ's mercy and his love today. Talk to you tomorrow. Just to know you and to make you known We lift your name on high Shine like the sun, make darkness run and hide We know we were made for so much more Construction, Five Sons Naturescapes, and Blessman International.